things like breath work, obviously, things like focus and attention and like paying attention, like really focusing on where our brain is going, right? We have an incredible ability to like shift the neuroplasticity of our brain. So when we focus on different things and we pay attention to different things, our brain shifts. Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, think for ourselves, and realize our limitless nature. We will explore talks on meditation, creativity, wellness, spirituality, and storytelling. You're in for a treat because we're peeling back the layers and diving deep. I'll be having diverse voices from all different creative backgrounds and points of view on to discuss what makes their soul limitless. Plug in and tune out the outside world as we go on this journey together. Hello, welcome to the show. It's so funny, y'all. Every time I sit down to record the intro for these episodes, I swear I record them at least five times minimum, five minimum. And I I should just do a bloopers reel or something one day because I'll literally sit here going, hello, good day. How are you? Nope. Hello. Nope. Hi. Welcome. Nope. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just funny because you're sitting here. I'm talking to you and I know that you will hear me. And I know that probably some of you will respond to me. And I love that. But I'm I'm sitting in my bed talking to a computer screen that has like a little dippy dip line bouncing up and down, um, recording the vibration of my voice. So that's so weird. Uh, anywho, whozy doozy, uh, welcome to the show if you're new. Uh, I'm Kelly Mason. Nice to meet you. And Every other week I have on a guest on the show, and today I have a very cool person, super pumped, can't wait, very excited for you to hear this. I'm, I'm really, really delighted that I'm, I'm getting to know uh, Samantha Skelly. She is a very um, powerful woman, powerful woman, and creating uh, a life for herself that is so in service to other people. And I'm just obsessed with this because we're in a very interesting time where if you turn on the news or you listen to media or you start just listening to the outside world, you can get kind of confused about what you should be doing. And Samantha has found a way through breath work, we'll talk about that a lot in this episode, she's found a way to tune her focus of attention so back on herself that everything that she's doing and creating is coming from a place of listening to her own inner guidance. And I just think that's the jam because when we stop listening to ourselves and we start listening to the outside world, we don't make very much progress because it's really confusing. 
because we're hearing so many other people tell us we should do this, you shouldn't do that, you should do it this way, not that way, this is the right way, that's the wrong way. And the the thing that's rising up inside of our belly that's the fire that's fueling the entire passionate project starts to get dampened by all of the noise. And I really love um, being around people and, and learning from people and collaborating and listening to people who have uh, figured out tools to let that fire burn and use it to fuel their mission. And if you've been following me for some time now, one of my core values and one of my reasons for creating Limitless Soul is to help other creatives and, and people who have a big dream or a mission to cultivate that, to lean really hard into that. Because when we create something from that place and it's for other people, truly, truly, right? It has to be truly for other people for ourselves also, right? We have to live, eat, sleep, take care of ourselves first. But if the mission is truly to help other people realize their inherent power, that's gold. And that's what Samantha Skelly has done and is doing and continues to create is businesses, movements, offerings, and creations that are circled around helping other people experience true transformation and happiness through her own awarenesses, the lessons that she's learned, the knowledge that she's accumulated from diving headfirst into this this work. Um, Samantha is a seven-figure entrepreneur, not even six. She's a millionaire. Yeah, that's really cool. Very interesting. Um, she's a sought-after international speaker, best-selling author, and a wellness coaching expert. She also just launched her brand new app, it's very neat, called Pause Breathwork. It has a mission to help people clear anxiety and stress through the power of breath. I actually just downloaded it and checked it out. And even from a, a, an entrepreneur perspective and a creative perspective, seeing the way that she's put together this app so thoughtfully, so mindfully, the journey takes you on a place where you can tell that when she sat down to create this offering, she was fully present, fully in it to make you feel like she's literally right there coaching and guiding you through it. So sometimes when we do this transformational work that's really deeply personal and healing, it can feel a little lonely, like boom, you got this big activation, this big expansion, and then you feel kind of like almost a little bit chaotic because you don't feel grounded. And she has done such a brilliant job holding that space for you all the while actually not being there and you have accessibility to her and her offerings at such a beautiful price. Yeah, this is not an ad. I'm just, I'm really just a fan. And I think that uh, she's really changing the world. Um, I'm super pumped for you to hear this episode because I was actually anxious going into this because I've looked up to her for a while. I, I think she's really brilliant. And I've been following her journey for a couple of years. And she shares so openly her journey on her Instagram. And 
So when I got on with her, I had been actually plugged into the internet all day. I was doing some Zoom calls, some meetings, some uh, work with clients all through the internet. So I was feeling a little bit like stretched into the ether and not very grounded. So I asked her to guide me through a meditation or a breath work to start our conversation. And she did. So I'm just going to let it roll. And I want you to hop in with us, plug into this really awesome conversation and um, drop in with the breath work at the very beginning with us. I hope you enjoy. Leave me some feedback. I'd love to hear what you think about this episode. Um, shoot me a DM over on Instagram, Limitless Soul Life. Or if you're feeling really spicy, I absolutely love when you leave us reviews, especially the written ones over on iTunes. It also helps other people to know that this is a great place for them to come hang out. So Thank you for being here. I love sharing this space with you and enjoy this episode with Samantha Skelly. Welcome, Sam, to the Limitless Soul podcast. Dude, I'm so excited to be here. How fun. Yeah, me too. And I'm going to have you drop us into a breath work before we even start talking because I need it. Give me it. Give us it. All of us. Drop Let's us do it. in. <laughs> okay. All right. Everyone closing your eyes, dropping your shoulders. And as you close your eyes, just feel the surface that is holding you. Let your body just fully drop, fully drop, fully surrender. And just noticing that you are held by something. And then noticing as you notice, there's a part of you that begins to relax a little deeper. And then just taking three deep clearing breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. And just now noticing what's here now after three deep breaths. Notice the subtleties that may have shift. Maybe the mind's a little more clear. Maybe you're dropped into your body a little more. And now let's begin breathing in and out through the mouth with intention, with power. And at the end of that, I'll invite you to take a deep breath in through the nose and hold at the top. So when you're ready, let's begin.
And when you're ready, taking a deep through the holding the breath at the top. And when you're ready, releasing the breath. Coming back into the body, now noticing what's here now, what has shifted, what feels more alive. When you're ready, opening up those eyes, taking in the external world, noticing the brightness and the colors. Noticing what you might not have noticed before. And here we are. And here we are. And now we can begin <laughs> after we breathe. Look, I'm a different person. Dude, I know. It's so crazy. Um, my jaw feels softer. It's so funny. When we, when we get into this internet world, something in me ignites and I don't know what it is, aliens, external forces. I, I have my kids down in the basement right now. I have a six and an eight-year-old and I was like, okay, can you guys be quiet for like an hour? And they're like, okay, what are you doing? And I said, I'm, I'm recording a video. And they're like, is it live? And I was like, yeah. Like, so people can see you, right? Like everywhere? And I said, yeah. And they said, probably the aliens can hear it too. And I said, yeah, probably. And they're like, aliens made this world. Do you think they made this world? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to get out of here. This is way too far. Anyway, so that's why I, before we hopped on here, I was a little like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then my existential brain just starts going down this rabbit hole. Oh we're we're going to probably have to do some breath work before we start. Oh my God. That is so freaking amazing, dude. I can't wait to have kids and have those kind of crazy conversations. It happens out of nowhere too. Like when they're just little tiny things, they say funny, little weird, oh, you're so cute, say word things. And then about six, eight years old, they start having a deep awareness of um, a lot of things. And I've been studying yoga, like noticing what chakras develop at certain times and the throat chakra and like the third eye and all this stuff starts to develop at these different ages. And they have an increased awareness of separation of their own autonomy of all these things mm -hmm. that you're like, Dude. Anywho. Whenever so I think you. of having kids, I never think of them past the age of like two, you know, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. baby, that's going to be it. <laughs> and yesterday I was sitting co-working with one of my girlfriends. I'm like, dude, they're going to be like nine and like smelly. Like that's a thing. <laughs> oh yeah. It for sure is. I was unprepared. I was unprepared for that where they're like, I'm going to snuggle. And I'm like, you Dink. <laughs> but I love you. Um, <laughs> are they girl, girls or boys? Or I have a an eight year old girl and a almost seven year old boy. They're fifteen months oh apart. God. Yeah. Oh my god. They're That's... really fun. They've been home for a whole year doing virtual school. So. Whoa. Yeah. It was my choice. So my husband's like, "You chose this. You chose this. You chose this." I didn't want them to wear masks at school. I know, dude. I know. So, I would have made the same decision. I mm. kept them home. So, yeah. so it's been weird. And then, honestly, that was probably like the best decision ever. 
Yeah. I kind of just want to like unschool my kids, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a hard thing because when you're also working full-time, building a business, connecting and communicating with people and doing all this other stuff, it's nice to have some space. Totally. So school gives people that, (laughs) but I don't know. It was really fun to have them home. I learned a lot. Yeah. I bet. I bet. That's so cool. Okay. So I wanted to start here. I was um, looking through some of your things and following you for quite a while. And um, I love your journey and your energy that you bring to what can feel like sometimes a dull, monotonous conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited to drop in with you. But I wanted to read something I read that you wrote, and mm-hmm. it sparked uh, a series of questions. So okay, the moment we think our triggers are the responsibility of another, we end up on a never ending loop of needing the external world to soothe us. Mm. So my first question is in order to have this awareness of this truth, right? Of like, oh, because you obviously realize that, wow, I must be thinking I need the outside world to accommodate my emotional state, my, my existence. Um, to recognize that we have our own triggers. What is the biggest, what is one of the biggest ones that um, you think happened to you that you needed the outside world to accommodate? I was curious because for me in my own experience, that's how I come to these deeper awarenesses of truth is like, I realized it within myself first (laughs) and um, then began the process of you know, reprogramming that, rewriting that story. So I was really mm. curious about how you came to that awareness. Mm, 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 mm. That's a good question. And the first thing that comes to mind is like, I was dealing with a lot of image issues, like my ears around body image and like my worthiness rune, it's like I need the external world to soothe a part of me and like validate that I was good enough, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't actually the remedy that, that my soul needed, but it was like the band-aid and approach that I needed. And and it was it just kept me in this never ending loop of like this codependent external world because I have the uh, capability to actually develop responsibility. And be like, no, every single trigger, every single of my system is my responsibility. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not my necessarily fault, you know, but it's my responsibility. It's like we grow up in these worlds that like wound us and trigger us and, you know, uh, ruptures based on like caregivers and all that kind of stuff. That's not necessarily the fault of a world. But as that adult matures, it's their responsibility if they choose to self the nourishment that they missed out on it. And so that was like a big, like, oh my God moment for me, um, where I realized every single opportunity is leading me deeper into my truth. It's not about anyone else. And as much as I want it to be, because that shit's hard sometimes to navigate, it's not. And so what I see, so that post came from this, this place of like, what the fuck is going on in the world? Like, why are we like projecting and getting offended? And like, I'm triggered. I'm offended. Who fucking cares? Like, it doesn't matter. It matters. Like the only thing that matters is like your responsibility to like attend to those triggers. It's no one else's 
And so that post was written out of like a little bit of like, oh, come on, humans, let's get it together. Yeah. 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 I was I was really interested in that because those like even to be able to state that publicly, especially in a time where it it feels like everyone everyone's insecurities and emotions have come to the surface because of many different reasons. Um, mm. which has also been leading me to really deeply reflect on this. And I'd love to hear your point of view is, um, this idealistic vision of this utopian world where mm. there are no triggers where, you know, there's, and in my view that stems from unconditional love, um, no expectations, fully just accepting everything as it is. Um, and also the understanding and the awareness that we live in a dualistic world and that's part of the human experience. Like we can't get rid of dark or pain and mm -hmm. inevitably we'll all die. And that's the only thing that's certain. Um, but moving forward from where we are right now, um, what do you see? What do you see happening? Um, and what does that world look like to you? Mm. You know, with especially with all the, the work that you're contributing to, you know, helping yeah. people have that deeper awareness. I don't believe we're going to create that idealistic world that everything is awesome and we are living in harmony with our chakras aligned and blah, 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 blah. I do not believe that that's possible. However, what I deeply believe is that we are going to eliminate the gray area of the people being sleepy to the reality. And those people in the middle are going to either wake the fuck up <laughs> and contribute to the higher consciousness, or they're going to stay in the dark. And I, and I, and I don't believe that we're, we're it's going to be light because as you just said, the human experience here on earth, there is the variety of the frequencies and it's almost mm -hmm. essential for the evolution. But we, we've, we've seen it this year, like this year, a giant wake up call and either went into the light and we're like, oh God, I've been I've been sleeping for 30, 40 years. I'm I'm now on this side or going to stay addicted to the struggle and addicted to the suffering, go deeper into the dark, darkness. See this, right? You just take a scroll on Instagram, you, you see this. I don't think a day is going to come where there's this utopia, like everyone is unfuckwithable and, and it's amazing. However, like as a collective, however, we can create micro universes of that existence, which is what many people are desiring to create. You know, even the, a lot of the talk of like getting out of cities and going to create communities off the grid and on, on the land so and live without so many restrictions so we can bring back our freedoms and all that kind of stuff. Like a lot of people are doing that, including a lot of my friends. So I see that happening so we can create environment where we are surrounded with people similar viewpoints that's where we can, you know, not contribute to the decision of, you know, things like big pharma and big corporations that are like ruining the planet. And we can, you know, bring things back like regenerative farming and all on all that kind of stuff. So do I think it can exist everywhere? No. But do I think we can create micro universes around the, the planet? Yes. That makes sense. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I was just curious because it seems like, and I, I, I also wanted to ask you just so that we could have it documented 
so that people can hear it in this way. Because um, when you are on this path of, you know, you start doing breath work or you start doing meditation or yoga or something that turns you in and you start Mm -hmm. to see your inner world, it can scare you to realize that it's a mirror of what's going on out here. (laughs) And you're like, okay, I don't want that. Or like, I don't Mm -hmm. want this depressive thought. I don't want this um, unworthiness with whatever is within me that is deemed dark. Yeah. So I want to change it out here. It needs to be changed Mm -hmm. so that I can be comfortable so that I can be okay. And, um, and I just wanted to hear what you had to say about that so that we could, you know, have it as a, some sort of, um, landmark for people, Mm -hmm. because it can be really difficult when you go down this journey because you want everything to change. It's kind of like the person who meditates for the first time. They they go like shout it to everyone. They're like, well, everybody needs to meditate. Everybody yeah. needs to do breath work. You know, it's like yeah. you just want to change everybody so they can meet mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. instead of keeping on doing the work so that you can create those micro little universes within it. Um, so tell me a little bit about your your concept of inside out strategies for, for meeting needs. Yeah. So like when we are babies, we have a need, right? So our, our, our system will be anxious. So we'll be upset in some way and we cry and providing that you have responsible parents, they will give you the food or the bottle or the blanket or nap or whatever. Right. So like we're conditioned at a very young age that, um, our needs are met through displaying and crying. Right. So this, this is the problem with what's going on now is, is we haven't figured out another way. And so that's why it's like, I need you to do this. It's like, you're 40. (laughs) You don't need that anymore. Right. So like, so, so, so there, so that's an example of like outside in, right. Another example of an outside in would be like, um, like hydration, right? Like I have a need, I feel dehydrated. There's an outside need and I'm going to hydrate myself. So I change my state, right? So there's many things that are outside in that can change our state. Things like yoga, things like sex, things like a cup of coffee, a glass of wine, uh, a psychedelic, whatever. Right. And then there's inside out strategies, which are more sustainable, self-sourced, readily available, we can always, always, always count on them. Mm-hmm. Things like breath work, obviously. Things like focus and attention and like paying attention, like really focusing on where our brain is going, right? We have an incredible ability to like shift the neuroplasticity of our brain. Mm-hmm. So when we focus on different things and we pay attention to different things, our brain shifts. And so we're waking up to this idea that we have the capability to, to really embrace a lot of these inside out strategies, but it's still very anchored in the outside in strategy. Like I have a pain, take a pill, have a glass of water, get someone else to fulfill it, whatever, whatever. And not all the outside in strategies are destructive or, you know, in the realm of bad behavior, dependent, but a lot of them are right. So what I'm most excited about for, and, and one of the big missions of my company is like teaching people that they have, they are the drug. We have this inner 
ability to shift our state, shift our perspective, you know, as you know, it's like my external reality is just a reflection of what is going on. Mm -hmm. Always, you know, like 2020 for a lot of people was like a very scary, awful, the world's end ah, year. And for <laughs> many people, it was like, this is amazing, <laughs> you know? So, so, it, and it just, right. So the more that we can adapt, the more we can understand the more practice, these inside out strategies, the more liberated we will be as a society. And, you know, after working in this industry for 12 years and working with literally thousands of people, the one thing that the one key I see is, is liberation. People just want liberation. Mm -hmm. So it's a without the codependent nature that we are kind of conditioned to believe. Yeah. And, um, just like looking outward, the outside in model, like you said, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like we can merge these worlds, but it's the go-to it's yeah. like, it's just, it's like, it's so on autopilot for something to be fixed or something to be, mm -hmm. you know, immediately done. I think that's maybe another, another avenue of, um, of interest is like the sense of urgency, this, the sense of urgency and also the, the expectation of something to change immediately. Yeah. You know, and, you know, in your experience, how has that played a role in your, in your healing and your expansion and your trust in, in the path that you're on is like, how, how has patience and, and waiting showed up for you? Mm, such a good question. So having an eating disorder and having an exercise addiction being so numbed out and checked out to the world, I knew if I spent two hours in the gym or if I restricted my food or overate, it's like I could change my state immediately. So I got used to that, right? Of no matter, like I can, I sort of toggle like anxious and really, it was four or five years that I was struggling with food in my body and developed this relationship with um, vices that it's instant, it's immediate. And so when my healing, when I'm working on my healing journey and I was getting into breath work and meditation and all of that, there was this level of patience that I needed to embody in order to actually heal. And there was this um, capacity to feel that I needed to, that was so uncomfortable, that was like a necessity to heal, right? We, I, I could only heal if I was comfortable with feeling, but because my window of tolerance for feeling was so low, I had to slowly build that up. And I think that's one of the big things is like, you know, we hear it's like, you got to feel your emotions. And for someone who's so resistant to feeling their emotions, they'll feel a little bit and they're like, and they, they kind of like pop out of their experience. Normal, right? It, that's a normal experience. Um, but there just needs to be more education around like that's going to take a long time to open up that window of tolerance because when we're living in a numbed out state, like say it's like zero, right? It's like numbness, bringing energy into the body in, in the, whatever it is, whatever emotion that is, right? When I use, when I say the word energy, I mean, that could be not be like shame and guilt and just a different flavor of emotion. But when we open up the capacity to feel, we're going to feel everything. And it, and we can't blast our systems all 
slowly bring it in and stabilize it, slowly bring it in and stabilize at that time. And so my ego in that process was like, God, this is so uncomfortable. I don't feel my emotions. It's so much easier to not. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that it's such a cost to staying numb. You know, it's like yeah. when we turn off the feel, the feels, we turn off the good feels and the bad feels. So we're living in this like checked out, numbed out state where things in our external world happen for a little bit of an activation, like a little bit of a, like, um, like a hap or a sadness or it is, but then we go to like zero again, you know, living like open is like you're you're feeling everything and that can feel untethered in the beginning but then you develop the stability to be able to put that amount of energy in your body does that make sense yeah definitely it's like the integration piece of expansion you know it's like you can you can you taste the light at such a potent rate and be able to to come back into the, into the regular world, you know, like if it's like, if everybody, if somebody gives you everything all at once, there's not what, you know, there's nothing left to learn. There's nowhere else to grow. And then Mm -hmm. you just kind of like, that could be really damaging too. Um, totally, totally. Instead of a steady, steady flow. Um, so as you've been growing your business, pause breath work, right? Got a lot of cool stuff happening there um, with your app coming up. How, how far out are you on app release right now? Dude. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, About two weeks. Oh, wow. And it's been a two and a half year process. Whoa. Patience. It's been there. Dude, right? Yeah. So it's like you learn it, you learn it emotionally and then it like trend, like reflects externally. Like, I think if I didn't learn that skill, I'd have been like, I'm, I'm not doing this. It's taking too long. You know? <laughs> been like the biggest project ever, but it's been amazing. We're about two weeks out. I'm so pumped. That's so exciting. Congratulations. Hi, friends. We're taking a brief intermission to let you know about the sponsor of today's episode, it is our very own mini course called How to Quantum Leap into a New Reality, because I know you are ready to stop throwing ideas at the wall to see if they stick, and I don't blame you. It's exhausting. You're ready to get clear on what's next for your path without the stress, doubt, worry, fear, and self-sabotage that comes from trusting the leap of faith into an expanded version of your life, to create a new offering, to get the thing that's floating around in your beautiful mind, those amazing dreams out into the reality in a manifest form. In this course, you're going to learn how to slow down, observe your thoughts and discern what you actually want to create. You're going to be able to find out what direction you want to go with your offering. How do you want people to receive it? How to commit to the path you're choosing by setting realistic expectations. Oh my God, that's so important. And find out what the driving force behind your mission is and how to use it authentically to connect with your potential clients. 
I guide you through the exact funnel I use every single time I decide to make a big choice in my career, whether that's starting a podcast, creating a course, um, hosting a retreat, whatever it might be. I always run it through this filter so that I enjoy the journey and I'm not getting stuck in destination happiness. It's very simple. And if you're ready to jump out of the situation you're in now, maybe it's full of stress or worry or doubt, and you want to jump into a new timeline that is full of excitement and and intention and passion. This is for you. So go ahead and click the link in the show notes and you can download it today. You can also find it on our website in the shop or in the link in the bio on Instagram, Limitless Soul Life. It's everywhere. I want you to have it. I made it very affordable because when you're creative and you're stuck in a non-creative flow, it is no fun. So go download it today and quantum leap into your new reality. Now back to the show. So for a lot of our listeners, our creatives, entrepreneurs have, mm -hmm. you know, some sort of creative expressive outlet and are also simultaneously on this journey of awakening, of activating, integrating, um, for you and simultaneously going through this process, right? It's like almost like you've had the process, then you share it, right? You wrote a book and then you like have more process. You start teaching, you have more process, you start expanding, you know, it's like these little steps along the way that are mirroring your spiritual path. Um, what would the biggest or the best advice be, um, to people who are listening to be able to hold that space for themselves of keeping on expanding and also, um, continuing to take action, you know, if they're growing their business, because sometimes what I've seen, and maybe even in myself at certain points, it's like, I go in this, I have started having these spiritual experiences, expansions, and I dip really far into the feminine where I just want to like somebody to feed me grapes and lay in the bathtub, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I'm like, wait, I have to look at PLs, and I, I, just, uh, I don't know how to, I don't know how to write website copy anymore. Like you just, uh, I can't. Oh, no. Love you. So like also selfishly for my own sanity, I'm curious, but I know that a lot of people who are listening are in that similar experience where it's like, we have yeah. like really big dreams and visions we want to, to bring to life and mm -hmm. show up in the physical reality. And at the same time, sometimes it's like, we, we can feel like we have to do this or instead of this yeah. Dish. So just give me the dish. The Dude. Oh man. Okay. So first of all, I love this. I love you for saying that. Um, so I, of my life was kind of on the opposite side, right? I, I have such a high achiever mindset. So I grew up in a family of, of entrepreneurs. My dad was a professional hockey player. It was like, like Tell my husband that. Yeah, up in Canada. Um, so I, I, I was really good at overriding my intuition or my body's wisdom in the spirit of fucking just getting it done. Right. So for the first decade of my career, that's how I ran my business. That's how I ran everything. It's just like, go, 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 go. And I remember I used to like, crash and go home and just like cry on the couch for two days with my mom. And, and she's like, you need to like pay more attention to your body. And I'm like, oh, I'll do it when I'm, when I'm, when I get there, 
by the way, there's no there. Like it's, there's no there. So then I was, and then I'm like, whoa, I need to, I need to pay more attention to what's going on here. Right. And so I then was like, okay, if I listened to my body more than I listened to my mind, what would my body tell me to do? And the pacing was so much slower and that triggered my ego. Right. So like if I actually worked how my body wanted to work, it was way, way, way less naturally. Right. However, when I listen to my body and I operate from a place of not force, but inspiration, the quality of the work and the things that I do are way better than when I override my wisdom and just get the thing done. When I override my wisdom and get the thing done, I wait, I make way more mistakes. The, the journey doesn't feel like the destination. And that's a big thing for me. Like it wasn't before it is now, if the journey doesn't feel like the destination and there is no destination, like there's no end point. Right. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking it up. Like they're like, what's the point? Like if I'm not loving the journey of building, then what am I doing? You know, cause there is no end point where like, I'm going to get a ribbon to say, you did it. You know, it's like, it's, it's, this is all part of it. And, and so it's really being attuned. I talked about some of my stories actually yesterday. It's like self-care is a 24, seven, 24, seven job. Is that, as I say that right, you know, all day long, full-time job. And so what helps us balance the action with the embodiment is attunement. So really being attuned because the more we are, the more tuned we are to our bodies, the ego might say, oh, you're just going to go into the feminine and you're going to lie in the bath and feed grapes all day. But it's actually not true. Like when we're attuned, there's this, there's a rhythm, there's a pacing. Yes. There's going to be times when you just need rest because that's how nature works. And we're a part of nature, but then there's going to be times when we are freaking blooming. And in that bloom is when we can get so much stuff done. So it's a balance and it requires a lot of attunement to what our body is doing and always be mindful of overriding the body's wisdom to get the thing done. And, and let me say, there's going to be times where that's absolutely, you need to do that. <laughs> In the last two years of building this, this app company, there was times where I'm like, I'm so tired. I just want to check out. And I'm like, there's a deadline that's tomorrow and I, I need to just push. And there's going to be times when that's needed. But most of the time, say like 80% of the time, 85% of the time, being attuned to your body's wisdom and, and going in the pacing that your body desires is what will be most beneficial because the quality that you produce when you're in alignment is just way better than when you're not. I love that you said that like 80, 20 rule, because mm. it's like, there is no a hundred percent like there is sacrifice. Yeah. Right. There's trade-offs. Um, and I think, I don't know what book it was, maybe the, the 17 irrefutable laws of success or something, some, you know, books this guy wrote. And I think one of them was the law of trade-offs. And I was like, Oh my God, that makes so sense. So much sense. Like if you want this, you have, you have to create the space of the counter with this. Um, so even during those like 20% of times, like, oh, there's a deadline tomorrow. I have to get this done. But my body says I'm tired. It's in those moments, instead of making like a huge trade-off of like pushing through, powering through, exhausting yourself, burning your immune system, 
can we say, I am going to get this done because it's what I am responsible for. And I'm going to do it in the most ease and relaxed manner with flow as possible. Totally. Cause it's less about the action and more about the energetics that are fueling the action. Yeah. That makes all the difference, right? I could be in a PL and I could be in my mind coming from fear, worrying about blah, 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 blah. Or I can get myself grounded. I can drop into my heart and I can view it from a completely, completely different lens. And it changes what you're doing. It changes the energetics of what you're doing. You know, and we can do this with, with washing the dishes, right? We can mm-hmm. wash the dishes mindlessly in our structured mind, thinking about like, like, oh, I don't want to wash these dishes, whatever. Or we can feel our feet on the ground. We can get into our hearts. We can feel the warm water on our hands. We can feel the soap. We can just like focus on our breath, look out the window, appreciate the food that just went into our bodies that now these dishes are, you know, the result of there's so much opportunity to constantly shift our state into a new frequency to change the entire thing. And it's just through focus and attention, right? Going back to our brains, like, can we shift our brain to see this thing in a new light? One of my partner's um, mentors, Jocko Willick, when anything ever happens, he says, good. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Because what that does to the brain is it's like, Oh, good. Oh, an employee just quit. Good. A client just sent a shitty email. Good. What's the good in this? And I, I think if we can train our brain to go to that place first, we eliminate the, um, addiction to getting on that, that fear scarcity roller coaster. Yeah. Cause that's nature. Like, because to our brain, because we have reptilian brains, it's like they're, they're, they're wired for survival, even though it doesn't make sense in today's world. It did very much back in the day, but in today's world, it doesn't. So it's up to us to shift the brain and view challenges, view obstacles as opportunity, as growth. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Um, I don't know if I answered the question, but there we go. Yeah, you did. And I, I just... <laughs> I, I like asking these kinds of questions and talking about this kind of stuff on this, in this space, in this vessel, because it's such a great, um, like swirling energetic experience of like solving all the world's problems in our own little way of like, everyone just listen to this episode. Come on, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Um, okay. So just pivoting back to this in inside out, outside in model for you, uh, what has been the most profound outside in uh, experience that's that's helped you and supported you um, moving move, moving forward and you're on your path, uh, coming closer to who you really are, coming closer to your truth? What's been the most powerful outside outside source? in so external yeah. in yeah, yeah external like source what, whatever mm-hmm. thing that might have been. Yeah, I think it was my relationship with Eric. Um, I did not want to give up my freedom when him and I first met, Mm -hmm. but the freedom that I was desiring was like in the distortion of it. It wasn't in like the heart centered of freedom. It was like, it was aimed kind of 
kind of distorted desire. And so his presence and his, the, the relationship has helped heal that part of me, which is very much an outside in mm-hmm. shift, right? Like I couldn't have done that work without him. I probably would still be chasing men who were unavailable emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, and that was this piece of me. I think it was like a little bit of like daddy issues or something. I'm not sure, but that was the piece of me that like I desired a healthy relationship, but I wouldn't let myself have it mm. because I didn't want to be tamed, controlled, um, taken, I yeah. guess. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. And so through our relationship, it's been so amazing to meet those parts of me that I was committed to, um, like Sabotaging. listening to. Yeah. 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 And, 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 yeah, because I like I almost sabotaged our relationship like ten times, you mm-hmm. know. And my girlfriends were like, "Dude, what are you doing? Like, this man is literally perfect for you." I'm like, "I don't know. Like, really? Like, it was it was it was like that." Huh. And now I see. I'm like, "Oh my god, that was a function of me trying to sabotage it so that I so that these distorted pieces." again and again and again. And that's what happened in every single relationship. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say my relationship with him has been one of the most powerful, profound outside in strategies that has been incredibly healthy and at times very challenging and very confronting and all of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So for the last question I'm going to ask you, I'm going to, I have this journal prompt book that I made. It's pretty cool. It's pretty. And I've never done this before, but for some reason, my intuition told me to do it. Um, And so I'm just going to ask what question we should close with. And I'm going to ask you a question from my journal prompt book. I love it. I love it. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Ooh, it's from the empowerment section. Get it. And I'm just going to ask you the first question. Um, where do you hold back from speaking your truth because you don't think it's your place? Ooh, <laughs> God, this one's good. Mm. Mm. Man, I could take those in so many directions. I think like encouraging people to own their freedom. And this is a challenging one to talk about on social because it can so quickly political, you know? Um, But it's not that for me. In fact, like being a Canadian, no one really cares about politics up there. Whereas when I moved to America, I'm like, how does every everything becomes political? It's crazy to me, you know? Um, so I'm such an advocate for human expression and freedoms with everything. Like that's like, it goes back to liberation. Mm-hmm. But when I speak about that, it's like immediately people are like, and he's a conspiracy theorist. It's like, I'm not. I just believe we deserve to be free in all the ways that 
that are available to us. So I'd say that's the, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so the follow-up question to this in this journal book, and I'm just going to ask you this and you can answer it as deeply as um, quickly as you'd like. What uh, it says, what happened because you didn't say what was on your mind and how does it affect you? Mm. So my brother and I have quite different views on many things. And I got to this place with him where I was tired of debating and trying to prove him, not prove him wrong, but like prove my side mm -hmm. that I just like stopped sharing my truth with him for many years. And we actually had a clearing conversation a few weeks ago. I was like, dude, I hate like getting into these arguments with you because I feel like it's driving disconnection. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I feel like it's the exact opposite. He's like, I feel like when we can talk about our views in this way, it makes me feel more connected to you. You know, so it's interesting that like, I'm like, I'm not going to tell Chris how I feel anymore about anything. We're just going to have a surface level connection because I hate debating with him because mm -hmm. my brother's like very fiery. Mm -hmm. But but with in, on his side of it, he's like, Sam's not sharing anything with me. I don't know if we're, like I don't feel as connect connected to her. So it was like this interesting like gridlock. Right. And so I, I said to him, I'm like, cool, Chris, here's the new here's the new agreements we are going to have these conversations, but this is my request for how we have them. They're not over text message. They're voice note. We're down on FaceTime and we're going to actually feel each other and go through these, these discussions together. So that's it. That's awesome. How far apart, how many years apart are you and your brother? 12 months and 12 days. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have yeah. a very similar relationship with my brother and we're 15 yeah. months apart. Are you the oldest? Uh, no, he's older. Okay. I'm, Are you older? I'm the older one, but yeah. we have the same thing. And I'm like, my mom always would be like, he's, that's just the way he shows you. He loves you. And I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm like, literally that's what my mom being said. evil. That's what my mom said. <laughs> and I was like, he just wants connection with you. I'm yes. like, well, he's I'm being like, an asshole. This is volatile. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I'm not into this. Like, I want to be like, like, can we be like, like when we were four and five and we just like, do, 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 exactly. you know? No, no. And oh. everything is just to be like, ah, yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's really interesting. I'll have to like, try that out with my brother. Be like, <laughs> okay, we can have these kinds of conversations, but let's have them in this way. Cause then they'll yeah. just avoid me and then we just won't talk. Yeah. 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 I, I literally said, yo, dude, these are my boundaries for communication. If you overstep any of these, like it's not going to be good. And, and, and he's like, that's super fair. And he was just like, He's like, just don't tell mom every single time. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Because <laughs> I tell my mom like everything. Yeah. Yep. Then mom gets in the middle and it's a whole. Literally, yes. Mom will like text him. But she him kind and of likes like... it. Yes, exactly. Because now she feels like the drama is including her and there's like energy surrounded it, whether it's good or bad. It's like if this, the press is good or bad, it's just there. So it's just, <laughs> it fuels everyone's ego. Oh my God, and... dude. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's funny. Totally. <laughs> awesome. Oh, Thank you so it. much for coming on here, Sam. This was a great conversation. It's oh so much gosh. fun. Thanks for diving in so with me. Fun. Yeah, dude. hundred percent. Thanks for having me. This yeah, has been so good. For sure. And I'll put down below in our, in our show notes, all the ways you can check out what Samantha's got going on with pause breath work and your facilitator training and all kinds of cool mm. stuff. If you're interested in becoming a breath work 
facilitator. How many, how often do you do those? Is that like twice a, a year? Twice, twice a, year. a year. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. I know there's probably yeah. a lot of people listening who are like, yes, yeah. you know, looking for their path, looking for their, their next jam. So. Oh, it's rad. Whether, whether you want to teach breath work or not, it's like the, it's like crazy personal development journey. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck with your app launch and everything. And thanks, babe. Yeah. Talk to you. Later. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Bye. 